0: Wow. Good job, kids. Thank you. Good job, kids, and good job, Sydney, and all our kids' ministry workers, and the people that came on just to help with the play, and thank you to our tech team and uh, everyone involved in that. That was an awesome reminder of uh, what Christmas is all about and what it means for us. Uh, You know, we've been talking over these last couple weeks about how Christmas reminds us that Jesus the King has been born, and we saw that emphasized, especially in that last scene, and uh, especially in contrast to another king, Herod. Uh, It was not good news to Herod that a king had been born, especially not a king who uh, had the title of the King of the Jews, because that was Herod's title. Uh, He was literally the King of the Jews. That was on his business card. And so it was not good news to him that a different king of the Jews had been born. Now, if he would have understood correctly the kind of kingdom Jesus was bringing, he wouldn't have feared being displaced politically by him. But when the Magi said, uh, Jesus the king has been born, he took that very seriously and he did feel threatened. The Magi saw Jesus the king as a ruler to be honored. Herod saw Jesus the king as a rival to be eliminated and their, reaction, their, uh, their attitudes are clear in the uh, reactions they make to him. As we come to Christmas this year, we're reminded again, we're confronted again with really big news. Jesus the King has been born. That's really big news, and it demands a response from us. So how will we respond to Jesus the King? What will our response to Jesus the King be? Oh, I think that's last week's uh, PowerPoint. Um, yeah, we got the wrong one going here. That's all right. Uh, so how will we respond to Jesus the King? I'm going to suggest that we follow the example of the Magi, not of Herod. And there's actually three responses I want to highlight briefly just to help us think about how to respond to Jesus the King uh, this Christmas. Uh, first of all, like the Magi, we can draw near to Jesus. That's the, the whole story there is them getting nearer and nearer to Jesus and they're actually, until they're actually in his presence. Uh, The Magi start far off from Jesus, spiritually, geographically, really in every way. Um, What's the song that we sing about the Magi uh, every year at Christmas, the Christmas carol? We three kings of Orient are. You know, there's only uh, three problems with that song. There weren't necessarily three of them. They weren't kings and they weren't from the Orient. (laughs) Otherwise, it's great. But there there weren't necessarily three of them. They brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but we're not actually told how many magi there were. And they also were not kings. The word magi comes from the same root word as magician. And uh, these magi were like a combination of philosopher, priest, and astrologer. A lot of what they did was look at the heavens to try to get insight on earthly affairs. They would counsel rulers and try to give them advice based on what they saw in the heavens. They would go with generals into battle to give them advice on how to fight based on what they saw in the stars. And so these are, these religiously, these magi are not followers of the God of Israel. They, they weren't even Jewish. They probably were familiar with Jewish scriptures and prophecy because they were religious scholars. But they spiritually were a long ways off from God. Uh, they also were a long ways off uh, geographically. They weren't from the Orient, if you think of that as being like the Far East, but they were from the East of Israel. They were probably from uh, Persia or Arabia. So they did have a journey of hundreds of miles to make to draw near to Jesus. But they drew near to Jesus because God had put a sign in the heavens, a star. He put a sign where they were looking. He put a sign that they would understand that told them the King of the Jews had been born. Over the years, people have debated what exactly was the star. Was it a supernova? Was it an asteroid, a comet? Was it a conjunction of planets? Was it the Shekinah glory of God? We don't know other than Scripture says it was a star. But whatever it was, it was sufficient to get the Magi to Jerusalem, where, as we saw, they go to King Herod. They ask where the king of the Jews has been born. Herod consults with the Jewish scribes and experts on Scripture. They say, ah, the Bible says... It's going to be born in Bethlehem. So the Magi go to Bethlehem, and then the star again leads them specifically to the house where Jesus was. They started a long ways off, but they were brought near to Jesus. And friends, that is good news for us because it means that we can draw near to Jesus, even if we start a long ways off. Even if you feel a long ways off from him today, even if you are a long ways off to him, you can draw near. God puts signs in our lives, in places where we're looking, to draw our attention and to let them know, I care about you, I want you to draw near to me, I want to draw near to you. God will speak to us through those signs, so those things are just what we need to see. But you notice in the story, God also worked through the scholarship of the Jewish scribes. And sometimes God will lead us by a sign, and sometimes He leads us by study, Sometimes it's when we come with our questions and we ask them and and we we find the answers, God in that process draws us to himself. So I wanna say, if you feel a long ways off from God today, look for signs that he may be putting in your life uh, to get your attention. And don't be afraid to ask your questions. Ask your questions about life and meaning and purpose and transcendence and goodness. Ask those questions because in the asking, Uh, God will reveal himself and uh, draw us closer to Jesus. This is a response we can make. Draw near to Jesus. This is not the response of Herod. Uh, Herod preferred to keep Jesus at a comfortable distance. He was content to send the magi as his uh, unwitting spies, but he stayed away. Even though he'd heard about Jesus, even though he knew about him, he preferred to keep a distance. Some people today have heard about Jesus, they're familiar with him, but they prefer to keep a comfortable distance. Friends, I'm urging us, I'm urging you, don't make that choice. Instead, be like the Magi and draw near to Jesus. Look for how God is leading you, respond to that leading, and draw near to him. A second response the Magi made that we can emulate is to bow down to Jesus. They draw near, and they bow down. And in bowing down, that was an act of honor, but also an act of submission. They were acknowledging Jesus is greater than we are. Now, this is not a response that Herod could make. This is not a response that you make to a rival. And so Herod would not, could not make this response. Uh, Herod wanted to be the one that others bowed down to. He wanted to be the one that others were honoring. And in fact, we know from uh, historical sources outside of the Bible that Herod was ruthless in eliminating any perceived threat to his superiority. He actually killed family members. He killed sons. I think it was even a sister that he killed because he thought they might possibly displace him in his place of highest honor. Now, I hope you haven't known anyone as ruthless as Herod about this, but I bet you've probably known some people who have resisted Bowing down to Jesus. In fact, that may honestly be where you're at today. You're, you're you're not willing to bow down to him because that would mean acknowledging he's greater. That would mean acknowledging his superiority. But if we want to experience the good things Jesus brought, that's that's necessary for us to do. The salvation that is uh, that Jesus brought really is good news. There's forgiveness. There's healing. There's forget uh, uh, of. There's provision, there's restoration, there's goodness and beauty. There's all of that, uh, that faith in Jesus makes possible. But to experience that salvation, we have to admit an uncomfortable truth, which is that we need saving. We have to acknowledge we can't save ourselves. We have to recognize Jesus can do what I can't do for myself. We have to acknowledge he's greater than us. Life in the kingdom of God really is amazing, but this kingdom has a king, And it's a kingdom, not a republic with checks and balances. The kingdom of God is an absolute monarchy. And this is what trips up a lot of people because because bowing down to Jesus means giving him control of your life. It means giving him the, uh, the, the right to make decisions in your life. It means giving up your veto power and putting him completely in charge. And this is what trips some people up. They 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 feel like they live like they and they alone have the right and responsibility to make decisions in their life. They and they alone uh, are the ones who are going to decide what happens in their life. And that attitude does not go with bowing down. We're we're in bowing down. We're acknowledging Jesus. You're greater. You can do what I can't. You're worthy of honor and and respect. And so I'm acknowledging that. As we draw near to Jesus this Christmas, it matters that, that, we, that we come to him, but also that we bow down to him. It's a question to consider today. Have, have you done that? Does that describe the posture of your heart toward Jesus today? Have you surrendered to him? Have you acknowledged that he's more worthy than you? He's greater than you. Have you given him control? Have you handed over the veto stamp to him? That's part of the response that we see modeled for us by the Magi. They drew near to Jesus, they bowed down to Jesus, and then they gave gifts to Jesus. Uh, Verse 11, you heard it read for us earlier of Matthew 2, says that they opened their treasures and gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And some people have seen symbolic significance to those gifts that the Magi gave, and maybe that was intended or maybe it's not. But what's very clear is that these are expensive gifts. They were very valuable, and they gave them to Jesus. Part of how we follow their example is to give gifts ourselves to Jesus. Now, what what are those gifts? Does that mean we're going to give him like a, a literal present? Does it mean we're give like financial gifts? And, and I mean that's sure that's a part of it. When we bow down to Jesus, we're giving him control of our whole life, so all of our stuff and all of our money is a part of that. So sure, that it's, it's giving that, those kind of gifts, but it's so much more than that. It's really about giving him all of who we are and all of what's true of us from the inside out. It's about giving not just, not just writing a check, but giving ourselves to him. You know, in fact, as difficult as it is for some people to give financially, that's easy compared to some of the other things that, that we're called to give to Jesus. The, the, uh, the, the Magi opened their treasures, their treasuries, their treasure chests. The gold and frankincense and myrrh they brought was valuable, so it had been protected on the long journey in these treasure chests, these treasuries that they then opened up. What they, what they had was valuable, and so it was protected. What in your life is protected by you? What's so valuable that you keep it very, very safe? Could that be a gift that you give to Jesus? The author O. Henry wrote a short story many years ago that you may have have read at some point. It's called The Gift of the Magi. It's about a a, a couple of New Yorkers, Jim and Della, who are very much in love but have no money to buy each other Christmas gifts. Uh, They're they're poor, and in fact, between them, they only have two uh, valuable possessions, two things that they really treasure. One is Della's hair. It's long, it's brown, it goes down past her knees when she, when she lets it down. The other uh, valuable thing they have is Jim's gold pocket watch. It belonged to his father and his grandfather. Well, Della really wants to buy Jim a Christmas gift. And not having any other resources, she goes to a wig maker and sells her hair. And with that, buys a platinum fob and watch chain to replace the worn leather strap that Jim had been using. Now, when Jim comes home and sees Della's short hair, he's taken aback because he had bought her a set of tortoiseshell combs with jeweled rims that she had long admired in a store window, combs for her hair, and in order to, and in order to, uh, to get that money, he had sold his gold watch. So when he sees her uh, give him the watch chain, he just leans back, put his hands behind his head and smiles because he realizes they both sold what was valuable to get something for the other person. That's why it's called the gift of the Magi, because Jim and Della are giving what was valuable to them, just like the Magi gave valuable gifts to Jesus, just like we give to Jesus what's valuable and protected in our lives. What What is it that's protected in the deep places of your heart? What would it look like to give that as a gift to Jesus? For some of us, it might mean giving our marriage to him. It might mean giving our struggles in our marriage to Him. It might mean giving your singleness to Him. It might mean giving your children to Him. It might mean giving disappointments about choices your kids have made to Him. It might mean giving uh, the fact that you don't have kids to Him. When we think about what's really protected in the deep places of our hearts, maybe we've got to give to Jesus our just our ego, our pride, our sense of self. Maybe we have to give to Him what others think of us and how much we care about what others think of us. But these are gifts we give like the Magi brought. Maybe it's going to include giving money or stuff. Yeah, that's a part of it. But what is it that's valuable, precious, protected in our lives? Can we give that as a gift to Jesus? As the Magi thought of Jesus the king, they saw him as a ruler to be honored, not a rival to be eliminated. And so they drew near to him, they bowed down to him, they gave gifts to him. In other words, they worshiped him. And that can be our response this Christmas as well. We worship Jesus when we draw near to him. When you recognize the ways that God is getting your attention, when you see the signs that he's put in a place that you're looking, when you ask questions and find answers, we, uh, we draw near to him. We worship Jesus as we bow down to him, a gesture of honor, but also surrender. And we make that the posture of our hearts and lives that we are we are giving him control. We're giving him the veto power. We're admitting he's greater than us and he can do what we can't do. He can save us. And yes, part of our worship includes giving gifts to Jesus, giving whatever it is that's valuable and precious and has been protected in our lives, giving that to him. So folks, my, my question for you is, what would worship look like for you this Christmas as we're thinking about it in these terms? For some of you, this may be a time to to purposely draw near to Jesus, to be willing to take steps closer, to be willing to ask questions and find the answers, to notice the ways God's getting your attention. For others, this may be a time to make a surrender, maybe a fresh surrender, maybe a re-surrender of your life to Jesus. Maybe this is a time uh, to give something that he's put his finger on and saying, I want you to entrust that to me. I want you to give that over to me. You care about it. It's valuable. It's protected. I want you to give that to me. Whatever that response is, friends, I want to encourage you to make that response today. And today and in this season, let's worship Jesus the King. Would you bow your heads with me? I'm just going to give you a moment to reflect on this. And maybe there's something that the Lord is speaking to you. Maybe there's a response you want to make. And let me just say, you may have come here today just to see uh, kids perform, but God's got your attention and your, your response today could be just to say, I'm gonna, willing to take a step. Maybe even start your prayer in your heart with, God, if you're real, I'm willing to see you. But whatever response you might need to make, just take a minute right now to express that in your heart to the Lord. Lord, we are so grateful for the reminders we get at this time of year. Even the reminders we've had this morning, uh, Jesus, of who you are, and why your birth mattered so much for us, we're grateful for the lyrics of the songs we sung. We're grateful for the the, the play the kids presented to us. We're grateful for your word and Jesus. We don't want this to just kind of wash over us as just you know good Christmas feelings or just uh, traditional songs we sing or things we hear every year. We really want the significance of your coming into this world, Jesus, uh, to make a difference in our lives today. So Jesus, as we acknowledge that you are the king who was born, we want to respond with worship. I thank you, Lord, that wherever we are, however close we feel to you or however far away we might feel, that there's something for us this Christmas, that there's a step closer that we can take, there's a way that we can bow down, there's a way that we can give ourselves more fully to you would you give us the grace lord to make those kind of responses in this season thank you jesus in your name we pray amen Amen. i want to bless you as we go from this place so chapel family i bless you in the name of jesus the king who was born so that we could come into his kingdom i bless you with the righteousness peace and joy that's a part of the kingdom of god i bless you with the experienced reign and rule of god in your life with all the blessings that that entails I bless you with an assurance that you are forgiven, that you've received grace and mercy, that God is with you to restore you and make you whole. I bless you with the peace of Christ as you go about the rest of this day and this season. Chapel family, as we go from this place, we are blessed. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Bless you.